It's MMA Overdose with the Baby Gorilla. Slap it across the canvas, Mark. I'm telling you, this guy's insane. Mike the Body. I'm a goddamn doctor. And Hurricane Oz. The David Beckham of MMA calling it right now. Live from Salt Lake City, Utah. Lake City, Utah. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be talking about the upcoming UFC 105, MMA Rumors, and EA MMA, the video game. But first, let's recap on the historical national television debut of Strike Force Fedor versus Rogers. <laughs> that is right. Welcome into the program. Uh, Mike the Body here alongside the voice you just heard, the Baby Gorilla and Hurricane Oz. Uh, so, epic night over there on CBS. Um, huge deal. Fedor making his American debut, basically, to the American fan. The casual American fan, for a lot of you don't know, Fedor has become this mythical feature, and he just furthered that legacy this Saturday night. Let's play things capped off earlier was Bigfoot, Antonio Silva taking on Fabricio Weirdoom. Weirdoom ends up winning that by decision. Kind of an exciting fight to start things off. I don't know about that. It's just, I kind of expect a little bit more, but... And when you say a little bit more, Jose, please do expand. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was I was expecting, for instance, for Silva to uh, to just knock word him out. Round one, Weird Doom did uh, did withstand a flurry of punches and onslaught. I gave actually round one to uh, to Bigfoot, and then round two and three, Weird Doom I think took. Absolutely, uh, he did. Silva did rock him. He had him hurt. Uh, to to Weird Doom's credit, he was able to to stand through and. Uh, Ended up getting the victory. I think it was a. I think it was a really good fight. Um, where does this put Verdum now? Is the question. Well, uh, coming down the rumor mill, CEO President Scott Coker actually says Verdum, Fedor Emelianenko makes sense. Um, I don't know if that makes sense. He didn't put up that great of a performance to to go up against Emelianenko, but like I said, to each his own. I wasn't impressed. I was not impressed, as George St. Pierre would say. Uh, yeah, I don't like that fight at all, to be honest with you. Weird Doom, I don't think, is at the level uh, that Fedor's at. Uh, the judges judges saw it the same way we did, scoring at 29-28 by unanimous decision. Fabricio Weird Doom takes that fight. I think that was BS right there. It wasn't unanimous decision. I mean, he probably maybe won a couple of the fights, a couple of the rounds, but not all three. Yeah, That's just my opinion, though. He won twenty nine twenty eight, which would explain the twenty nine to twenty eight scoring on that. Um, you're a mathematician and a and a gentleman, a gentleman at that. I'm just saying what I feel. I'm sorry, guys. Jeez. No, it just shows though, kind of you know, strike force is is they're looking to put somebody up, obviously against Fedor. The reason it makes sense to him is because Verdum's really the only heavyweight they have. Exactly. Their talent pool is nothing in it's, the heavyweight division. It's really not. And I think that, obviously, we saw Verdum's chin not very strong. Yeah. No. So, it'll be interesting to see, but uh, I think Fedor will take that one pretty quickly. Yeah, I think so, too. Although, if you saw Antonio Bigfoot Silva's hands... I was too busy looking at his head. <laughs> <laughs> and his feet. What in the hell is wrong with that guy? <laughs> Wow. Yeah. It makes sense. I don't know. In the post-fight press conference also, Scott Coker was talking about some other heavyweights he was bringing in. I don't know if he's just talking, acting like he has anybody, but he's got to bring someone in. Who's he going to fight? Alistair Overeem for the title? Come on. <laughs> Nobody wants to see that. <laughs> Nobody wants to see that. <laughs> but, and neither of them are marketable. 
<laughs> nobody knows. The casual fan doesn't know who Alistair Overeem is, and they don't know who Fabricio Weirdum is. And if they saw that fight, they know who he is now, but they're not impressed by him. They were not impressed by his performance. And, Mike, <laughs> do we know when the next Strike Force card is? Um, Have they released that yet? They've they've released. I don't know if it's a CBS one, but December nineteenth is going to be the next one. I don't know if it's going to be a CBS card. I know the next Fedor fight is slated for the first quarter of twenty ten. Okay, is when Fedor set to fight again. But Fedor, for those who who never saw Fedor and they saw this fight, I don't know if we'll, we'll get into this a little bit later. But uh, some 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 good stuff shown by Rogers as well. So. Oh, yeah. Real impressive. The next fight, it was a non-title fight, even though Musasi has the belt. Uh, he was taken on Sokaju, and Musasi ends up taking that one by a, by a TKO stoppage due to strikes in round two, 343 into round two. I like the fight. I thought that was freaking amazing. Um Okay, I lied. <laughs> I didn't think the fight was amazing at all. I was kind of disappointed because I had my bet on Sokaju. And all of a sudden, booms, uh, Marsusi <laughs> decided to just knock him out. Uh, he's, Gerardo. Garagi <laughs> Magugi. Um, I, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. As a, If I was a new MMA fan, I would... Be, wow, this guy's freaking amazing. Well, well, this is how me and Mike saw it going. Then <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, it actually knew what we were watching, perhaps. <laughs> well, I think Strike Force also saw it going this way, which is why they didn't need to worry about the belt. They're like, forget it. I saw early on in the first round, if you remember, uh, some questionable nut shots by Musasi. Musasi hit and soaked you a few times in the nuts, but were they really in the nuts? They looked a little below. Yeah, they didn't. And look. he's not black, so we know he's not packing some heat. Well, Whoa, bud. <laughs> Holy crap. What is wrong with you? How is that a diss? That's a compliment. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, they did look questionable. I uh, I think he was looking for some sort of edge. Maybe wanted to stop getting kicked in the legs so that Musashi would stop it. But, yeah. um, you know, Sokaju is supposed to be the you know the guy with the most devastating leg kicks out there. and. Mm-hmm. He didn't do anything. I mean, he, he he put up a fight in round one, I guess, but um, round two, it looks like he just got tired of fighting, you know? Yeah, just as he usually ground. does. Yeah. I think it's probably because he didn't want his parents to find out that he does MMA. Uh, keep in mind that his parents don't know that he does mixed martial arts. So, so second round, like, his conch just caught he, up to him, and he's like, uh-oh. I've got to get, get out of here. here. <laughs> <laughs> he's, the, he's the Chris Angel of MMA. My parents don't want me to do this, but, but I am. It's great, great time, <laughs> great time. <laughs> He's magic too. He he is magic. Round one, I think, could have went either way. Uh, so could you had some nice reversals uh, on the ground, reversed Musasi quite a few times, and so I, I I I had a hard time scoring that one. I actually did not score that round. I just wrote could have went either way. Right, right. Much like Jose. <laughs> <laughs> right now, I don't know what's wrong with me, guys. <laughs> Seriously, it's like I'm in some sort of a loopy. Freaking mindset. <laughs> I think it's because you're a little shaken up at your picks for this week, and we'll talk about that in just a second. The next, it was a title fight. Uh, picking up Kung Lee's felt that he vacated. Jake Shields defeats Jason Mayhem Miller via unanimous decision, uh, 48-47, 49-46, 49-46 on the three judges' scorecards. Now, if you don't know about MMA, um, they judge it on a 10-9 scale. Okay, So if you won the round, you get a 10. If you lost, you get a 9 or lower, depending on how poorly that round went. You can get an 8. Um, rarely, I, have, I don't think I've ever seen a seven be scored. I think no, eight's it's the lowest. It's hard in MMA if you're scoring it. Usually, you know, typically uh, same type of setup as boxing. But in boxing, if you get knocked down twice, then you're going to possibly get a seven. Yeah. Um, but 
you get knocked down twice in MMA, you're probably not going to get back up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> At exactly. that point, exactly. you're lucky if you get up the once. <laughs> so, uh, this fight, much to the chagrin of, well, everybody. I mean, I expected a lot more from this fight. Although, Jake Shields, as I, as I, as I told you last week, has never really impressed me. Uh, the guy's a boring fighter, and it showed in this five-round snooze fest. Oh, God, I fell asleep maybe a couple of times. There were so many times Jake Shields just got him down and just didn't do anything. He was just like, okay, I'm going to get him down. Then Mayhem Miller did a monkey roll. Well, in the defense of Jake Shields and Jason Mayhem Miller, you fall asleep at anything manly. <laughs> you were awake for the intro, though. Which, which, you know what? I hate to agree with Jose, but that was the best part of this fight was Miller's intro. You know, he almost got knocked out by one of the ring girls. That was he cool. <laughs> that, was, that was awesome. If you have it, Tivo, go back and watch Mayhem's intro. <laughs> he about got knocked out, and the look on his face was pretty priceless after too. Yeah, it's just hard to score those fights. You know, it turned out to be a grappling battle, which which Shields did a good job. I mean, he controlled the ground mm-hmm. game. He was able to stay away from Miller's jiu-jitsu um but yeah really boring fight uh if you love wrestling and you love grappling competitions then this was awesome for you yeah so yeah and just a just a snooze fest the crowd obviously booing the entire time from about the second third round on until these guys left the cage and until the picture of fedor came on the jumbotron (laughs) (laughs) that's right that's when they woke up they snapped out of it and somehow were resurrected and what a treat they were in for I agree. I definitely agree, Mike. Fedor Rogers, boy, that was a slobber knocker. I'll tell you that. It was, and if you if you didn't see the fight, it was actually stopped in round two, the minute forty eight mark into round two. Uh, Fedor Melianenko ends up they end, they ended up ruling it a TKO, but it was pretty much a knockout. Fedor getting his ass handed to him that whole first round for the majority of it, and just biding his time like he always does. He always finds us. He always finds that one little mistake you're going to make, and boom, over. That's it, you know what? It reminded me a lot of the um, Arlovski fight, almost. You yeah. Know? In that respect, that Emilianenko was just getting he was just getting beat, and he got cut open really bad. They said he had a broken nose broken. corner after the first round. Uh, Rogers by a jab. So yeah. you know, Rogers a big guy, obviously very strong. But Emilianenko pulling it out, just you, you didn't see that shot coming. No, you know he, he didn't he, wind up nothing. It was like a, it was almost a jab, but it had the strength of the haymaker. Oh yeah, yeah, straight right. It's it's Emilianenko's trademark though. Really, is not winding up. You can't see him coming. He just yeah. goes full force all the way through his punches. Boom, he's on the ground. I call it a cheap chop. <laughs> you guys, you guys have to agree with me on this. It's like, who the hell does that? You know, it's like you're supposed to cock that arm back and have to just let it have it. What do he do? He just like stood there, and all of a sudden, bams! That right freaking hand just connected with Roger's face, and I lost money. <laughs> we we ended up actually re- rewinding it about twenty times while we were here, while we were watching it, and we had to keep watching it. The thing was just insane. How. How powerful that was. But one good thing that Fedor can take from this is the dude can take a, a punch. And it's obvious how much damage he was doing. He was lacerations all over his forehead, a broken nose, off of his jabs. Yeah. Off of off of Roger's jabs. Yeah, Roger's had him hurt in the first round. He went to ground and pound him out, and Emilianenko was able to recover. So, And and one thing that I took from this fight also for in the, in the sake of Roger's is his ground game was pretty damn impressive. He reversed Fedor a few times, grounded, pounded, mounded him, reversed it, stood up a few times when Fedor tried to take him down when he was obviously losing the uh, stand-up battle. Yeah, he definitely did. And, of course, (laughs) (laughs) 
Dude, seriously, guys. Seriously. <laughs> okay, I know some MMA stuff. <laughs> I thought it was great, though. I thought it was freaking wonderful the way Rogers was just manhandling Vader in the first round, just just getting them bloodied up, you know, and, and I was like, yes, yes. Fedor's legacy is going to come down. This is going to be the end of his career. I'm excited. Rogers, you're keen. And all of a sudden, Mr. T went down on the second round. He did. Here's the thing, too. Fedor, he never really looks in shape. No. But he looked particularly chubby in this. And I wonder if that's because Rogers was so big of a man that he wanted to put on some extra weight so he could, you know, meet his weight or try to meet his weight anyways. But um, well, one quick question for you guys before I, before I forget. Um <laughs> Do you think, if, you, if you're an average fan and you haven't seen Fedor fight before, you're watching this fight, do you, do you say, this guy does not live up to his hype, or do you say, wow, he is the greatest heavyweight in the world? If you've never watched MMA? Yeah, well, no, not never watched MMA, but never seen a million ankle fight. Never you, seen you've watched Fedor. the UFC. Obviously, people who follow MMA, they get to see the UFC fighters all the time. They don't really get to you know, see these type of guys. I think I'd be pissed. I tune in. I see all the hype. I read all the hype. I've been hearing about this, this Fedor guy. As Jose calls Fedor Emelianini. Fedor. Fedor. Emekamiki. That's what it is. <laughs> I couldn't remember. But I, I see this guy. I see him come out to the ring and I'm pissed. The guy's chubby. He's bald. Yeah. He doesn't speak English. And he doesn't have any emotion. I'd be None. pissed. And then I see that first round and I go, what is this hype? I don't see it. What is? They just blew all this promotional money into hyping this guy and nothing. Second round, obviously, is a different story. But I'm pissed. I see, I see that until they they'll tell the fight's done, and I see that strength. Boom. Put that on your mama's fridge. That's what I always say. So you'd agree, Jose? I always agree with whoever. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know me. I'm a follower, it's, never a leader. And but to, but to him being looking so out of shape, he's obviously not great endurance to withstand a five minute beating and then come back and knock the guy out. Has this persona, this myth, if you will, of Fedor, perhaps gone to his head a little bit? I really think it has. I really think it has because he was kind of cocky once he won that that whole match. You know, no, he was kind of <laughs> cocky. He was. He was being cocky in Russian. <laughs> he was speaking like, Russian. That's yeah. cocky. Yeah, definitely. What was he saying? Uh, something Russia Berlin Wall. I don't know. Is the Berlin Wall in Warsaw? No, that was Germany. Warsha. But um, it's close. <laughs> Here, you know what? Also, th- this thing. Well, real quick, Mark. I want to get your opinion on that because. Jose doesn't have an opinion. <laughs> I never have an opinion. Okay. Um, <laughs> here's no. another thing I noticed in that in that whole... I do have an opinion. Well, yeah, it's our opinion. Yeah. <laughs> my opinion is, if we're, if we're talking about the same su- subject, I think Emelianenko, he kind of... I don't think that he really... Um, I don't think he lived up to his name in that first round. If I'm a fi- If I'm a fan who hasn't seen him fight before, I'm thinking... You know, if he goes up against a great heavyweight, he's going to lose. They yeah. ever put him against, I don't want to call Lesnar a great heavyweight, but I want to call him a strong heavyweight. Strong, which is what the problem that everybody's had with Right. Him. And if they put him up against uh, Lesnar, I think he'll lose. Um, even, a, even a guy like Couture. You know, Couture is, is not off the handle like Rodgers is. And uh, Emilianenko, I'd like to see him fight some better fighters. That's all I have to say. Until he's proven as a legend, I think he needs to fight some more. You know, you bring up the whole Couture thing, and that's a, a fight that hardcore MMA fans have been wanting for years. But their styles are so similar; they they'll sit and they'll play the game of the other fighter until they find that one weakness. Once they find that weakness, the fight gone over. But, yeah, but I think that um, if you saw you know Couture versus Sylvia, I mean, he just went after Sylvia like Sylvia was nothing. 
And I don't he know well, it, that's why he came back is because he hated. Yeah, so he's yeah, like, I, he is not a good champ. <laughs> I, I don't know if it, if you know Couture versus Emilianenko today is what it could have been. Yeah. So I'm not real excited about that. Two matchup, years ago, but, great. But I yeah. mean, we show, we saw it in the last when he fought uh, when he fought Big Nog how how weak his chin has gotten. And it's just age. I mean, the man is yeah, still a phenomenal is. athlete. Um, I that which is why I think he's dropping down to 205, and we'll talk about that coming up as well. Uh, speaking of the CBS card and Strike Force. Did the gloves drive you guys nuts? I don't know if you noticed. On one hand, it was Strike Force, the logo, which UFC, you know, all the fight promotions put the logo on the gloves. On the other glove, it was M1, Fedor's management team that you have to co-promote if you want Fedor to fight on your card. I only saw that maybe on Sokaju's gloves, but I didn't really see it on any other gloves. Because uh, the writing was in white and Sokaju's black, you racist prick. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. Um, awkward. Um, anyway. <laughs> no. Uh, with, take for instance with Garami Mamoui. Right? Who? Gerard Ramasui. That's cool. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you're doing it, bud. You're getting real good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, take for instance with that Sokuji's opponent, right? <laughs> he, both his gloves were strike force, and Sokuji's gloves were, you know, one strike force, one and one, but... I, I I rarely saw that though. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I wonder if maybe M one was doing a little co-promoting, co-promoting with the <laughs> with the left <laughs> and the right. There, they were co-promoting their arms, but you had to expect it. I mean, come on, it is M one. Yeah, I, it just kind of bugged me. Once I noticed it, and I think I noticed it in the same fight. Um, it, it bugged the hell out of me. Uh, ratings wise, the uh, CBS. I mean, I think this will this will bring back some people. The the preliminary ratings, which is not the official, but they, they just take what they have, the data they have that far that night, 3.79 viewers, which tough is almost beating that. But that they've got to count into the TiVo numbers and all that. And by um, 3.79, Mike means millions. Millions. Strike Force, uh, it won the key demographic, the coveted male, 18 to 24 and 18 to 34 demographics. But here's the thing. Those numbers don't include the main event, Emilian Ankle Rogers fight. The previous CBS cards, they usually go off of the headlining fight, which has been Kimbo, and they, which has just been shattered every record available. So I think once they accumulate that and do because it went over the, a lot of time slot, if you all right. recall, it went about a half an hour over. Um, so they've got to point that into, and I think that'll push it. I think it'll push it above. It'll probably be right up there with the Kimbo CBS fights. So in other words, Strike Force is definitely a promotion to to uh, to be reckoned with. Um, they are they're going up there and they're I mean, I was impressed with their card. They they definitely had everything that a promotion should have. EA Sports MMA video game this coming out uh next year. Uh big thing, they, they debuted this during the fights on CBS Saturday night. They showed the first screenshots available for this game. EA says the individuality of the fighter's authenticity and depth of the control fighter movements will differentiate the game. In that respect, gameplay will be similar to that the company has produced in the boxing title. I don't know if you want to release that information. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I owned every fight night game there was up until round four. Yeah. I got the demo and didn't want to play it again. I rented it, and I was happy for about until the game started. And then... (laughs) 
Oh no! And I then I put in UFC. You were excited that Mike Tyson was <laughs> on the game, so you're like, you know what? I'm gonna bang some heads real quick, Dude. and you couldn't figure out how to do it. No, no, I was that. I went the day it came out. I didn't want to buy it because the UFC game was still fresh, and right, I yeah. was just loving it. So I'm like, well, let me go rent it. If it's badass, I'm gonna buy it. And the whole reason I wanted it is because Mike Tyson. You've been waiting for a boxing game since Mike Tyson's Punch Out, since a regular Nintendo to have Mike Tyson in it, and he's finally in the game. He looks badass. Oh yeah, the game sucks. <laughs> It does suck. Jose, you've played it. I've played it. And you guys all came over here to come play it. You know what? Yeah, Mike did. was bragging up, uh, about it the first time he started playing. He was like, oh, this is the coolest game ever. Check no, it out. I was out. bragging when I rented and it. And then I told him, dude, you know what? This game really sucks. I mean, it's not like Fight Night Round 3. This, no, uh, this really sucks. Oh, no. It's the greatest game in the whole wide world. And then all of a sudden, I started telling you it sucks. And then you're like, oh, yeah, you're right. And so you were following my bandwagon on this. So. No, I wasn't. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You you've never had an opinion in your life. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Do you do you take this to heart? King Mole, a recent Strike Force signee. Okay, they just signed him, a light heavyweight. He's Good gotten a lot of he's got a lot of heat over there in Japan. Um if you if you go ahead and if you go ahead and like YouTube his videos, um his fights not terribly exciting, but the dude has some talent. Um, he says this, and I quote, the UFC game, it's kind of a joke. It ain't realistic, and the UFC game is just vanilla. This MMA, EA Sports MMA video game is going to be the beep. First off, who that's uses vanilla? He, that's because well, well, here's the thing. Though. He is in the game, though. Let oh, me yeah, keep that absolutely. Yeah. King Mo is, he is one of the greats at talking trash. Mm-hmm. Him and Rampage, uh, that's why I want to see these two oh, guys fight. I know. Because that's they go back and forth. And so he's trying, I think he's trying to get into the UFC by, by throwing this out there. That, uh, that, absolutely correct. And now that Rampage has walked away from MMA, he's going, who else can I <laughs> make fun? Right. Rashad. He's going to go after Rashad next and try to get in the UFC. Little foreshadowing. <laughs> foreshadowing. This has been foreshadowing on MMA Overdose. That's the word of the week. It's going to be the word of the show. Yeah, I have a feeling it is. <laughs> <laughs> I think in the last show we used it about 15 times. Three. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I times so, everything by five. So, so is this something we take to heart? Because we saw the clips on CBS uh, last Saturday. When it showed the close-up, the fighters looked incredible. Extremely nice. Much like they do on the UFC Fight Night. Or uh, Undisputed. No, not that cr- I mean... The the ones on Undisputed looked a lot crisp. These look kind of shiny That's in a way, you know, kind of like a plush toy that's vanilla, if you will. Vanilla, vanilla. very vanilla. <laughs> Brett Rogers looked vanilla. <laughs> <laughs> well, when they showed him in that corner, the the fighters looked great. When there was a close up of their face, they looked great. And then once they kind of showed the action, it looked like just another one of those. Old, it looked like it was for PlayStation Two. Oh yeah, it did. It, I don't know. Fedor looked like the Marshmallow Man from the Ghostbusters movie. He was just that white. Hello, Vanilla. <laughs> Coming down the rumor mill. <laughs> yeah, uh, closing out on on E A M M A, the video game. Um, I think UFC Undisputed is is probably going to be a better game. But you know what? We're definitely going to play it. Oh, so oh, we're definitely going to play that. Hey, of course, it has Randy Couture, Mike's love interest. That's right. So we'll be definitely be playing it. <laughs> I wonder if it's going to maybe with our pants off. I don't know. Guys. <laughs> How about we wear our GSP panties? Oh, oh. sorry, you guys don't have any. <laughs> Mark, the proud owner, the first ever GSP panties now on the market. Actually, I don't know if they're on the market yet. I think they're coming soon. But uh, GSP knows how big of a fan Mark is of him, and uh, 
Loves the show. Loves it. Oh, he can't go without it. It plays in Canada all the time. That's it's on correct. the internet. It's worldwide. Oh. Which is also in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, coming 2010. Pick up yourself a pair of boxer jocks. Brought oh. to you by GSP. GSP. Wow. Anyway, coming down the rumor <laughs> mill, like we talked about, Million Inc. A Weird Doom. I don't like that fight at all. Uh, Weird Doom is not anywhere near earn that title shot. I think what what Strike Force needs to do is have a Million Inc. Go ahead and beat the hell out of Alastair, Alastair Overeem, and then that gives him a little more time to sign a heavyweight that can actually give him a run for his money. Kimbo exactly. Slice. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm into a Kimbo bandwagon. You I, are. I think he could beat anybody. Coming down the room real again, Jake Shields, I'm the proud owner of the 185-pound title for Strike Force, the middleweight title. Um, he, he, here's something kind of interesting that he, he was talking about today. He says that Kung Lee is afraid to fight him. Kung Lee vacated his belt, which Shields just won Saturday. I don't think he's afraid to fight him. I just think he's afraid that the fight's going to be boring. He puts up... No, have you ever seen Kung Lee fight? No, have you ever seen Jake Shields fight? <laughs> yes, <laughs> and I told you guys he's horrible. But he say he puts up a valid point. He said uh, Kung Lee won't fight me. Uh, that's why he vacated the belt. Obviously, then he fights a month later, so he vacates the belt. Shields, I don't know. I think it's all BS. I think it's just trying to get uh, you know, obviously some publicity going for Strike Force. Well, here's the thing about it: it's like Kung Lee, he fights Frank Shamrock. Right, if I'm an MMA fighter, yeah, and they come to me and they say, "Hey, we need you to fight Jake Shields." After I just beat up Frank Sam- Frank Shamrock, I don't say you're wearing off. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not scared of Jake Shields at all. No, no, you just beat the crap out of Frank Sham like Shamrock. He embarrassed Shamrock in that fight. Absolutely he embarrassed him. I can't remember what it was. He fought Ken Shamrock for the Strike Force belt, and I can't remember when. I think it, it was going into the third round. Ken or Frank? It was Frank. Frank going into the the good one. He's <laughs> <laughs> wearing off on you. <laughs> going into uh, going into the third round was or was it the fourth round where Frank Shamrock could not continue because he had a broken arm and broken up face. He could not continue the fight. Kung Lee just messed him up real good in that fight. And he, now Smith is saying Jake or Jake Shields is saying that he won't <laughs> fight him. I, come on, dude. <laughs> yeah, Your wrestling is good, but... Um, not good enough. Not good enough. Yeah. Kung Lee's not going to let him take him down like how he did with Miller. There's no way. And so, yeah. And it, if Jake Shields does, they need to uh, strip him of the title. And, yeah. uh, you know, have a vacant bout because I don't want to see Jake Shields do that. I mean, I picked Jake Shields to win. I did go 4-0. Yeah, we were going to get to that. Let's hurry. Let's hurry. Yeah, discuss let's, that real let's quick. get to that. Mark went ahead and went a perfect four and oh, this past Saturday's fights and his picks, um, picking all the weird doom, Musasi, Shields, and Emelianenko. Um, I I was close, Mark. I was I was chasing up. I was barking up the tree. I went I went uh, three and one this fight. I only missed. Uh, I, I picked Miller because I can't stand Shields. Uh, and then, Jose, how did you do? You went one for four. <laughs> um, I did a lot of research. <laughs> I looked it up on Yahoo, MMA Junkie, uh, a lot of these websites, and they were telling me, hmm, okay, I think this person's going to win, and so I kind of went with that. Um, but I learned something that day, guys. Which is why you never go to Yahoo 
com for your MMA news. It's always MMAOverdose.com. <laughs> it's always MMA Overdose for your latest picks on who you should go to Vegas with. If you would have went with Mark or myself even, you would have you would have made 75% of your money back. Jose, you would have lost. You would have lost 75%. <laughs> 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 it took a while. <laughs> I gotta do the math here. Seventy-five percent. Okay, cool, cool. Uh, but what's <laughs> the, the only thing he's got on me for going one and four, Mark? <laughs> tell me what you learned. Tell me yes, about tell, this card. What t- did no, you tell, take away? Tell the millions this. and millions out there what you've learned. By the way, if you're in El Paso, Texas, I'll be there this week, the 11th through 15th, <laughs> <laughs> at the Bart Reed's Comic Strip. Come on out and check me out Wednesday through Sunday this week. Great so anyway, Jose, what have you learned? Well, this is what I learned, guys. I learned that you can never judge a book by its cover. Sure, Fedor looked pudgy, old, and, and about to get his butt kicked. But you know what? He still is an old dog who still learns new tricks. So I learned that. Uh, I also learned that I should stop watching MTV. If I would have actually been paying t- more attention to what's going on in the MMA world, I would have known that Jake Fields was... Uh, Jake Fields... <laughs> oh, Fields. Right. Yeah, Fields. Fields was an awesome wrestler. And if I would have paid more attention, I would have said to myself, you know what, maybe Sokuju uh, isn't that top-notch of a fighter, you know? So that's what I learned in learning this out of the battle. G.I. Joe. The more you know. Yeah, that, that was, was a that was uh, a public service we have to do every week. That's right. That's Jose's Corner. Brought to you by <laughs> Jose's Corner. <laughs> Jose's Buddies. <laughs> it's like Boozer's Buddies where they sit all the retards at the jazz games. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Really? Yeah, but, they do. Okay. I'm just saying that's kind of rude. Maybe they listen to the show. <laughs> well, they're laughing we hysterically they if they do. Oh. Boozer's Buddies! Okay. Moment of silence for uh, Brett Boozer. Rogers for Boozer's buddies. <laughs> <laughs> I got end of the show here, guys. All right, uh, Jose actually teased this uh, last week's show, and I thought you were joking about it. But Ben Rothwell and Mirko Krokop is likely <laughs> to meet at <laughs> UFC 110. I th- really thought you were joking about this, but today it's been uh, confirmed that both camps have been notified about this. This is going to be an exciting fight. And by exciting, there's going to be a lot of pushing and a lot of holding and a lot of people getting gassed out, guys. I think both guys like to bang. I actually see this being a pretty entertaining bout. I, it, it's going to be the first night of the bout of the night, I hope, if not on the prelims that they show later. But I, I see this being pretty entertaining. Both guys like to bang a little bit. Kokop, not so much lately. <laughs> no, it's every time I watch Kokop fight, he's kind of like um, that guy. <laughs> he is that guy. He's kind of like tough, like we talked about last episode. You know, you you watch Kokop fight, and you you heard all the news about him when he came over, and he just didn't he didn't perform. So he went on his way. They bring him back. They think he's going to do a good job, and he still has yet to perform. So. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'd like to say that it's going to be a, a, a banger, but I don't think so. I think I it's going to be boring. It's They're going to hug. They <laughs> <laughs> might kiss. Yeah. I, it's wishful thinking on my part. Rothwell, he did come to fight against uh, against Velasquez, but he was just outclassed. He was just on a different... Velasquez is just on a different league than, than Rothwell. But Rothwell did come to bang in that fight, but he just was outclassed. But now you got to know, how is that going to play on his psyche? When he goes in to fight a dominant striker, such as Krokop. True. Well, used to be. 
formerly known as. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just waiting until Crocock comes back to the UFC. Or actually makes it to the <laughs> UFC. <laughs> because seriously, I, I'm not seeing the Crocop from Pride. I'm just seeing Mirko Crocop. He has a name, but he doesn't have the talent that the uh, that the Pride Crocop has. So no, and he's not feared, and that's obviously another another thing that's happened. You saw. I think that's what the first the whole first round on Emelianenko actually is is the cage, the whole cage aspect. Crocop can't fight in the cage. Okay. He, he he just can't do it, and that's and that's what we saw. Millionaco, I think, was was part of the first round. Why he was why he was just kind of lagging around that first round, didn't really know what to do. And Rogers would hold him up against the cage. He knew that was going to be to his advantage, and we saw that the first round. And I just think that's the whole downfall of Crow Cop. He needs to go back and fight in Dream because he went undefeated in Dream when he was dropped from the UFC the first time. Yeah, you know, there's going to be there's that battle, but there's also the battle that you know. And this is going to be interesting. I was going to say the battle is, you know, you've got the talent of the UFC, which a lot of people think is overrated, honestly. Mm-hmm. You know, there's those people out there that think, you know, Jose they being have, one of them. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Ha. Jose loves international fighters. <laughs> but I he do. loves international porn as well. <laughs> he's, a a man of, he's a man of, international man of mystery. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. The international man of Craigslist. But I don't judge. <laughs> <laughs> But I don't. Uh, um, yeah, I lost my train of thought there. <laughs> <laughs> my Craigslist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and then another rumor fight on that same card, UFC 110, which is scheduled for February tentatively. Is I'm looking forward to this. Stefan Bonner against Christoph Szczynski. Ah, uh, Christoph Szczynski. Nice guy. I wish I would have had you read that one. <laughs> wow, he just he just put it together because right he there. didn't have to read it. Well, that's true. watch watch him try to read it. Christoph Sinsiski. <laughs> <laughs> He's still screwed up. <laughs> this is going to be taking place uh, February 21st at the Acer Arena in Sydney, Australia. So they're going back to Australia. Hey, oh. mate. I just wanted to say mate. I like Australians. I really do. That, they're good kids, really. They are. But do you know an Australian fighter? Is uh, this their one? No, which surprises me that they keep going back. Yeah. Paul got- Hogan. Paul Hogan uh, is an Australian fighter. Well, they had. Well, they've got a ton of crocodile fighters, but I'm just saying. Oh, okay, well, I'm just saying that you know Paul Hogan over there is a <laughs> national monument. The monument? crocodile Dundee. Yeah. How is he a monument? He's a human being. I know. <laughs> <laughs> they they actually uh, they actually they have him in the monument. middle of Australia, you know, and and he gets paid by the hour just to stand there and wave at people, <laughs> say good day, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, anyways, Szczynski's going to win this fight. Uh, yeah. Bonner oh, yeah. is not strong enough. He's, no. he's I can't believe they're putting him up against Bonner. I thought they'd bring someone a little better than that. Well, he's coming off a loss to Brandon Vera. I think is the only reason they're doing well, it. Yeah. Stefan Bonner, and they need to give him a, a name to kind of give him a little push because I think they like this kid in Szczynski. I think they really like him. They're, they've been pushing him, and, he, and he's put on some exciting fights. Win or, win or lose, he's only lost the one to Vera, but the kid's put on some exciting fights. And he's gone 3-1, and one, actually. Yeah. That's what he's gone. Bonner's gone 5-5. Five and five. Yeah. No, he's a good fighter. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. And then, obviously, um, you know what? Let's talk about this first before we break down that one. Is This Wednesday's tough. I, I, we hate to bore you, but let's talk about the fight. It's <laughs> big country. Roy Nelson taking on Justin Wren this week's in fights. We'll just talk about the fight, and then we'll break it down next week a little bit. I hope Big Country gets his ass kicked. Yeah, there's not a lot to say about this fight other no. than uh, let's hope that Big Country loses. Yeah. Well, as long as he gets him in the crucifix, there's no way that Big Country's going to lose. Once he gets him that big old belly. Mm-hmm. 
That's right, boo boy. That big old belly all over his face. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so UFC 105 coming up this week uh, over there in Manchester, England. Hey, governor! Hello, <laughs> 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 no! Jeez, I'm quite bit down, governor! <laughs> So, as always, we do our weekly picks. Uh, we talk about each fight, tell you who we think is going to win and why. Um, so, here's something different that we're going to do. Actually, Jose, I'm going to... I'm going to ha- do it in, a, in an English voice if I can. You can do it in an English awesome. voice. Yes, I was going to ask you that. So, <laughs> first, winner of a tough nine, Ross Pearson, uh, obviously the hometown hero. They're taking on Aaron Riley. Who you got winning that one? Well, I'm going to be excited Ross Pearson there, Governor. Okay. And why? Uh, that's a very good question. I don't really know too much about him. He <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a nice name. <laughs> he sounds like a good kid. You know what? I'm kind of with Jose on this one, though. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm going with Ross. I think he brings it. And um, Aaron Riley, what, is it his first fight in the UFC? Yeah. So he's going to be a little intimidated. And, and like you said, Ross's hometown and it's his first, is this his first fight since the uh since tough yeah, yeah okay so he's going to he's going to be ready to go it's his homecoming the only thing i see coming into play is it's his first pay-per-view that he's fighting at it's in his hometown that that arena there in manchester is humongous by the way too it oh, seats yeah. something like i don't even know 30,000 don't or they something. play football there yeah i think they hold uh the whole country gets over there to do like their sunday services that's right, that Kevin over there. We'd be going to the middle of the Coliseum, and we'd be praying to Jesus. Ross <laughs> Pearson. <laughs> I've got Ross Pearson in this as well. I see the crowd pumping him up. Aaron Riley, I think it's going to be too much for him on the big stage there. Uh, the next fight on the card, Matt Brown taking on James Wilkes. Obviously, James Wilkes, the man who beat Demarcus Johnson in uh, Tough Nine. Jose, how do you see this one playing out? James Wilkes, I'll tell you, Kevin, right here. We went over there to the levee, had a couple of forks, whatever, went to the pool. Uh, James Wilkes is a tough fighter. Uh, and okay, let me rephrase it. Who do you see winning? <laughs> 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 I'm going to say James Wilkes. I, I got James Wilkes. In your accent. Or I'd be saying that James Wilkes there. <laughs> wow. What just, what just happened to your accent? <laughs> well, apparently uh, <laughs> Australia and the UK are right next to each other. Oh, one and the same. <laughs> Do they have a D- uh, Dundee monument as well, Jose? Uh, <laughs> only certain parts of Australia. I got gotcha. you. They have a Dundee monument. <laughs> you mean the UK? Close enough. <laughs> okay. uh, I've got Matt Brown on this one. Um, I like Matt Brown. Uh, you know, when he first started fighting, I was a little question- uh, questionable. Or he was a little questionable in my eyes as to what he would do, but the guy is tough and he hits hard. I I I completely agree with you. For one, I want to see James Wilkes get knocked out. The guy just bugs, just something about him, you know, bugs me. Yeah. And that and Matt Brown's last fight was dominant to say the least. Yeah, and he was the underdog in that fight. And he, I can't, his name escapes me. Who he fought? It was a big name. Was it Campman? I don't think it was Campman. It was no. It was. You it don't know. Don't tell me like. Don't look at me like you know, Jose. You were looking at me. Like, you were looking at me like if you wanted an answer. I was, you were looking at me like I was going to stab you or mow your lawn. I was waiting for that line. He used that line. Uh, Did you hear it? Yeah, it kind of got. It was a little. I would like to seen it used a little, yeah, a little more appropriately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think we all would have. Um, I, I, and I or can't. 
I can't think of it. It was on a few pay-per-views ago. But Brown just looked incredible. The dude, the dude's on a tear right now, and I see Brown taking that one as well. Um, and this one kind of surprises me. It's not the co-main event. It's not the main event. But the UK's boy, Michael Bisping, taking on Dennis Kang here. Oh, I, I definitely do see that, Gav, that uh, Michael Bisping be uh, one tough cookie to be crumbling. Um, after his defeat against Dan Anderson, I bet that he definitely does want to go with the old fisticuffs, lobberknocker, dagum duckers. That he, translation, he wants Michael Bisbing to win. That is right. Was I right? Oi! Okay, I uh, just for the record, I could have said Dennis Kang. You wanted Dennis Kang to win, right? And he would have said yes. Oi! I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, going with Michael Bisbing on this one. I think that the reason, though, behind. Dennis Kang, you know, he was impressive in uh, a couple of other. He was on, he, he fought in Dream. Um, well, he, yeah. he lost to. Uh, he, well, he lost a couple times there, but Michael Biz being a. He's see, been on a tear as of late. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Dennis Kang, this is his first fight in the UFC, uh, coming out coming off of a pride. And I'm not sure about Dream. I know, I think he has had a few Dream fights. No, they brought him to the UFC. He's fought in the UFC as well. He was one of these big names that they brought over to but be that, supposedly really good. This, yeah, this is the first fight, though, against Bisping. No? No. He's fought in the UFC before. I can't remember who he fought, but um, he wasn't impressive at all. We'll have to we'll have to get back to you on that one. But yeah. I'm, I'm positive. He has fought in the UFC. We'll do um, some research. Michael Bisping is going to win this fight, but I wanted to get back to your comment about you cannot believe this is not a, a co-main event, which I can't either. But here's I'm what happened. I'm glad it's not. <laughs> well, <laughs> true. But here's what happened is Dan Hardy, you can see, is. Mm-hmm. And... If you remember, a couple of UFCs back, it was Dan Hardy versus uh, Michael Bisbing. Or wait, Marcus Davis. There you go, Marcus Davis. And all the trash talking that got said there, I think that Hardy's, what they're doing is they're looking for another name besides Bisbing to push. I, they're, they're pushing Dan Hardy, and I think Dan Hardy seems like the way to go. He looks Im- more impressive with every fight I see him at. And they've got him up against a freaking doozy here with Mike Swick. Yeah, this one could go... It could either be really exciting or it could be really boring. Now, Jose, how do you see this one playing out? Is Dan Hardy from England? Yes. I'm going to be going with me old chef Dan Hardy. So you got Dan Hardy taking this one, and that's uh, I either pick on this one is safe, I think. Mark, how do, how do you see this one playing out? I have got Mike Swick. Um, is he also from England? I think Mike Swick's a <laughs> lot quicker. No, he's not. Uh, I think he's a lot quicker than Hardy, and I think that Hardy's going to have a lot of confidence behind him in this fight. Yeah. He's going to be thinking he's the man, and Mike Swick is going to catch him. Yeah, you know, I again with this one, I see this going either way. Dan Hardy, he's he's shown that he can take a punch with Marcus Davis, um, and he can play, he can hang with the big boys. Marcus Davis was a top ten fighter until yeah, that fight, and and Hardy had no business being in there with him, and Hardy Hardy pretty much embarrassed him. I gave him his name, I absolutely did. He, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it did. And the trash talking before made the fight a lot of fun, too, to watch because you knew there was a lot of bad blood. Mike Swick, however, coming off an injury, um, this fight, I see title implications all over it. I see the winner getting the next title shots. Um, they could happen. I know. It could happen there, Gov. It could happen. Um, Dude, but with Swick coming off the injury, that's the, only thing that <laughs> the, that's the only thing that scares me about this thing. But... Uh, just to disagree with you, because I know we'll agree on the main event. I'm going to go Hardy on this one. Ooh, you know we'll agree on the main event. A little bit of foreshadowing, Mike? <laughs> this has been foreshadowing by MMA Overdose. Okay. Hey, calm down! 
All right, so our main event of the evening. Can I get a little drum roll? I said drum roll, not motorboat. We've got Brandon, the truth, Vera, taking on the man, the other man, the other myth, Randy Couture. Mike, I'm excited for this fight. Both men are from England. One's from Liverpool. <laughs> the other one's from Wales. <laughs> These is going to be the biggest match in the UK. I'm telling you, it's going to be better than David Beckham playing soccer. Okay, Randy Couture is from Oregon. Brandon Vera is from Atlanta. From Egypt. I don't know where he's from. I think he's I from Atlanta or something. From. They're both they're both American. Jose Randy Couture, obviously a legend in the sport. Brandon Vera trying to make a name. Uh, he was he was one of the up and comers in the heavyweight division. He had to drop down to light heavyweight because, well, Brock Lesnar. Who's who's afraid of Brock Lesnar? I am. I would drop down. I think that everybody did. You know what, though? Brandon Vera, he has been very impressive lately. Yes. 205 is his weight class. Oh, that yeah. is where he belongs. Yeah. He should have been there a long time ago. Um, but he th- I think he thought he had the edge over all these heavyweights. He was a little faster. Uh, yeah. His Muay Thai is outstanding. So, But uh, if we're picking calls, I'm going with Brandon Vera. Whoa! I know, Mike. You, you thought I was going to agree with you on this one. I love Randy Couture. Randy Couture brings it no matter what. But Vera either does bring it or doesn't bring it. But when he brings it, he doesn't lose. I'm so, I'm sorry. Uh, Jose, cut to commercial. <laughs> We've got it. I've got to regroup oh, here. Oh, boy. This just got awkward here in the MMA Overdose Studios located here at Mike's Kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> but you're I- supposed to say we don't have commercials, Mike. you oh. got to go on with the show. Oh, hey, Mike, we don't have commercials. Oh, you're the worst co-host ever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the Robin Givens of the show. Now, I see. Now this is how I see this thing playing out, a little foreshadowing. God, we got Jose. Jose going to go ahead and pick Vera now. That's why I wanted him to answer first. Well, dude, it was amazing. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah. That's why I was having uh, him pick every fight first. <laughs> <laughs> okay, first off, I'm not a big fan of Couture. Since when? Since yesterday. <laughs> Since Mark said it two seconds ago. Well, there was Latino. No, he's not. No, yeah, he's from not. England. He's like English, just like me. <laughs> he's not from England. No, he has. I think he, he his nationality. I think is Egyptian. I oh, want to say well, that's why he walks like there. one. Okay, uh, he has a tattoo yeah. just like me, so I'm going to go with Brandon Vera. Now I'm not choosing it because he has a tattoo. You're choosing it as Mark did. Dude, okay, I want Couture then. Here, here's the interesting thing yeah, about this. Yeah, you chose him because I but did. Let, for, those who, a draw. for those who don't <laughs> know, there's, there's two things that are going to happen on this show going forward and right now. Mike's going to pick Randy Couture no matter who he's fighting. I'll pick GSP no matter who he's fighting. So, Jose, this is where you come in as the tiebreaker. Here's your chance to prove to your fans but out there, our fans out there, that you do know MMA, who's winning this fight. I'm going to say Brandon Vera. Randy Couture has been, uh, uh, lost his last match with Antonio. We've got to have him choose first. Well, from he's now making on. me look bad now. Listen, dude. <laughs> dude, seriously, guys. Seriously. seriously. Jose doesn't have that guy. He doesn't have that dude, guy. Dude, you're being that, that guy. That he's going to pick. That he's going to pick. No, no he does. What. His name's Roger Huerta. <laughs> Roger Huerta gave up on it. He's like, my only fan is Jose. This is sucks. This is BS. I don't want this anymore. So Jose goes for the guy who's Mexican or the guy who looks Mexican. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Slap it across the canvas, guys. You guys are insane. I'm definitely going with Brandon Vera. I've seen his fights. This is a great opportunity for someone like Vera to to excel in this sport 
and maybe even get a title shot. This is awesome for Vera. I want the best for Vera. Randy Couture is getting too You hate Vera. I love Vera. He's my new Roger Huerta. You hate Vera. Well, here's the interesting thing about this fight, though. Um, Randy Couture's got what, Mike? Two more fights on his contract? Including no, he fight? just signed a five-fight deal. Oh, okay. oh God Oh, that's it. right, because I, I see where so they're going including with this. So, after this one, he's got five more after, because he had one more on his old one. And Melianeko comes over. Yeah, okay. so he wants to secure his legacy, because he knows Melianeko's got two fights left with the M1 Global, his management team. So he knows he's got to at least sign six more. That way he can get himself into tip-top shape in case uh, in case they can seal the deal with a million Anko. Which That's he right. won't. But what happens, Mike, you, you've, you've got to tell the listeners, I know you don't want to think this, but what happens if Couture loses? If Couture loses this, um, I don't even want to talk about it, Mark. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry I brought that up, Mike. I'm, I'm terribly sorry. If, no, if um, Couture loses, we can go down that road, but we all know it's not going to happen, so... Ooh, okay. I don't know. He well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, please remember this show is free on Spike. Saturday free on night. Spike. Saturday night. Check your local listings, though. I know they always do these uh, an hour earlier. Or you just got to check your local listings because it is a little tape delayed. Uh, they bill it as live, and that's because they don't edit it or anything like that. So um, check your local listings for that, and we will break this stuff down come Monday night. Um, and we'll also talk about all that. And remember, if you're in El Paso, come out to the uh, comedy show this week. And we can talk a little more MMA. Uh, so for Mark Haas, I am Mike Jenkins. And saying mahalo. In the life of the gringo, we just digging ditches. I'm here to tell you now, we just making bitches. We were doing good till the British are coming. They came to put us all, they never seen it coming. We're here to stay, I tell you. We do the work you don't do. Stand up for freedom so you can't be for us all. This land was our land, and now it's time to take it over. It's getting scary how you can't.